0: Welcome to The Real Zodiac, a film retrospective podcast dedicated to reminding or introducing you to some of the most iconic films of all time, stirring up memories of ones you forgot or wish you could forget, and every film in between. Your hosts will be your tour guides and sometimes companions along this journey down the rabbit hole. Be warned, though, there will be blood. Guts, more than a few bullet casings, love, Aww. despair, <laughs> tears of joy, and cries of agony. Some from the host themselves, because some of these movies will make them wonder why did they choose these movies. Good luck, oh, and of course, enjoy the ride. So we didn't get a regular wedding cake, we decided on something that was special for us mm-hmm. instead. I love you, honeybee. So this is the famous family cottage. Do you like it? Here's what I see. The woods, mm-hmm. awake, no one around. B? This isn't funny.
1: B? Please! B! Are
2: you okay? I couldn't
0: find you. I must sleepwalking.
1: I'm fine.
0: How's my little zombie face this morning?
2: I made a coffee.
0: I feel distant, different. Did something happen in the woods? What's
2: this?
0: They're mosquito bites.
2: They don't look like bug
0: bites.
1: You're acting crazy. (laughs) You should leave. You're not safe.
0: What's going on? We need to leave. You can't.
1: Where did you put the keys? Where are the keys? You're out there. we shining in light. I want to protect you. Where is my wife? You look like her, but you're not her. Talk to what's going on! Tell me what's going on! Something bad happened to me. Something bad happened to me in the woods.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Real Zodiac. We are in the spooky season again. We are doing our horror film, or I should say our horror genre, and this week we have a movie that surprised me, I will say. But before we get any further, I want to introduce the bee to my Paul, Amanda.
1: Hey! (laughs) Trixie
0: for short. Right, (laughs) Trixie. I love it. Um, but I want to bring in the man who is sort of the reason why we're even watching this film and talking about it today. Uh, he, this is the first time on the real Zodiac and I can already tell that he's going to be on here a couple more times for sure. Uh, we're going to bring on Phil.
2: Hi guys. It's it's a pleasure to be here.
0: We're lucky to have you, man. Thank you for coming on. I'm I'm super stoked.
2: I I'm a little new to these kind of things, but I've really enjoyed doing a few. And this one, I'm so excited to share this movie with you guys.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about it. I mean, first off, we're we're in our horror genre, so we have to ask you, what made you want to stick to horror for coming on here?
2: Ooh, horror is.
0: It, I have a really close and and
2: fun relationship with horror, like movies. Going back from when I was really young, I I used to be such a coward, <laughs> so I couldn't watch horror movies. They scared me too much, and um, it just was always something like it would come on, and I would have like panic attacks if I saw Freddy or Jason, and especially Chucky, because like those things, they really stuck with me and scared the the Jesus out of me. But um, I started really watching the stuff when I was just trying to overcome my fears, and then I really started to love it. And uh, it's been it's been a lifetime now, it seems, of just watching them and really kind of digging in and enjoying them and enjoying being afraid while I watch them. It's, it's a good thing now, you know.
0: It's cathartic. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, are we the same person? Because that is seriously my story too. I used to hate horror films when I was younger, and Chucky especially. If I saw him on any type, bye bye, like sleeping, it would. I would just, I would just be thinking of that little snapshot that I saw him on, like a billboard or a commercial or anything. It would just be over.
2: It 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 has to be that because I mean I think I saw a trailer for maybe it was probably Chucky two or like Child's Play two. On like USA Network when I was really young and it <laughs> just freaked me out beyond belief because you're a kid, toys are like your safe haven. I'm I'm an adult and toys are still my safe haven. They're like you know I'm surrounded by them right now. Oh, like, I have toys all <laughs> around me and them coming to life and murdering me is easily the scariest thing I can imagine. And right. even back then, it just toys are good things. They sh- they shouldn't hurt you. you know? <laughs> I think it's really uh, funny
0: that you say that because, uh Amanda, you really enjoy this too. So last night I stayed at my buddy's house and we watched Friday the 13th. And mm-hmm. I think it was probably like the first and second one we watched. And, you know, I'm thinking – I even told him, I said, man, if I was like 13 and watching this, I'd be freaking out. But it was funny because we watched it and then I had to go in the guest bedroom, you know, to go to bed. And he has a steel – cutout of Jason and, oh, that's awesome. and it's out the window. Like it's not out the window. Sorry. It's by the window so that whenever you see it from the outside, it's looking right at yeah. you. I and, love that. And so like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would see this cutout. And like, if I was 13, I would, I would have shit myself for sure. You know, but like, I just woke up and I just kept thinking it's so funny freaking funny seeing that thing and I'm just so glad to be over that hump where that stuff doesn't scare me, you know. I think I think slasher films are some of the best uh media you can kind of put put in your mind. I think it is so much fun to enjoy and watch those. I mean I have a love, 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 love relationship with all the slasher films I've seen. And so um I'm really excited to talk about this because this is not a slasher. This is definitely something out of like a sci-fi horror type thing. So, Phil, can you please kind of enlighten us on this film that you brought forward for us today?
2: Well, Honeymoon is a um, it's it's pretty much an indie film, like an independent uh, Magnolia Pictures release by the fantastic. It was the like it was the very first film by Lee Janiak, who did the uh, Fear Street movies on Netflix and really? this was her oh, wow. this was her first film and <gasps> okay it is oh. one of the reasons I love those movies is because of Honeymoon cuz the second I saw she was doing those I was like oh those are going to be so tight <laughs> those are going to be so so good
0: I see it now like I see the influence from from those movies to this holy cow you just blew my mind
2: Yeah yeah and and of course you got Rose Leslie's in it, and she's just hard not to absolutely adore, you know, whether it's uh, Downton Abbey or Game of Thrones. I just love her. I, I love her right. to death, and she and she gets to pretty much be in a movie where it's just her and uh, Harry Treadaway. It's, it's mostly just two actors interacting, and you really get to see performance, and... It's just, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool movie. I don't know how far I want to go into it in case people haven't seen it. I don't want to be super spoilery, but it's, it's a different take on invasion of the body snatchers, really. That's, that's the boil it down for everybody. And Mm -hmm. you know, as a preface, it's a couple goes on their honeymoon and then there's some weird lights in the woods and, um, the female character B starts acting very much not herself and, The, the screw just keeps tightening and tightening and, uh, our, our male lead, Paul, he's unraveling the mystery of what happened to be in the woods. So it's, it's a, it's just a movie. The first time I watched it, I was like, damn, this thing is, it's so personal, but so good. And Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. I absolutely love it. I would love to know what you guys think about it and tell, tell me like anything you guys need me to say about it. I'm happy to like. Go in depth if you need me to, or want me to for that matter.
1: Yeah. How did you even uh come upon this movie? This one
2: I actually found from um the website BloodyDisgusting dot com. They did a article about movies with surprisingly horrific body horror elements in it. Ah. <laughs> and um if if as you guys know, the last thirteen minutes of the movie, things get pretty disgusting for for like maybe about two or three minutes. They get very gross very fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it it, it's, it is one of the most unnerving things I've ever seen, and I have a long history of loving the works of David Cronenberg, who pretty much defined the body horror genre with like The Fly and
1: mm-hmm. Shivers
2: and it those was... kind of movies. And this was right up my alley.
1: Yeah, I mean, The Fly. A, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> the only horror movie where it's so sad at the end. Like it's such <laughs> a sad ending. Like, well, you,
0: you really, you really feel it. <laughs> I yeah, and this is kind of curious to me because Amanda, you you're not like the biggest fan of body horror, right? Like the it, the, the Saw it, films really don't do it for you. It just depends,
1: right? I don't I don't know where the light is. Um, like I'm I'm okay with like you know, the first couple Saw movies. But then after that, like, eh, <laughs> I could pass. Um, and what's the, oh gosh, what are they called? Uh, hostile hostile. Yeah. Watch the first one and I was just like, I don't need to see the second one, right. but yeah, you kind of get like it. Like human, <laughs> human centipede. No way. No way. Not at all, but it just depends. Like if the story is good and there's a different kind of tension, some of those visuals, don't don't bother me. They don't gross me out too much, but if it's a part of the story that and it's not just like a that's the intent of the movie is just to be that way, just full-on body horror. Yes, as long as it's not like
2: to the extreme where it is gratuitous. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's Yeah. It's different when you're seeing Jeff Goldblum turning into a monster slowly. Right. You know. And the ramifications of that, whether it's just like, oh no, they cut the guy's Achilles heel in hostile. And that's just gross.
1: Right. (laughs) That's
0: that's just gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this one was very interesting. Um, I really enjoyed the mystery aspect of this movie and you're following kind of what's happening to be through the eyes of Paul. And I think that's a really Great way to do it because you got to give us our character that we need to follow and you think that you're following both of them but really it is you're just following along with paul and seeing what is happening uh through his eyes and i thought that that was brilliantly done because as you said before man it 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 has like this aspect of being very intimate because this is a honeymoon and he even says it in the name it's a honeymoon how intimate can you get you know and so you're seeing like the ramifications of a crippling like relationship, basically the next day they're married. And that is just horrible, horrible, horrible to see. And you feel so bad for everything that obviously transpires from there. But man, does this film just like throw you around and leave you jarred. And, uh, I, I don't know. I appreciated that. And so, yeah, I think they chose two really good actors to kind of portray B and Paul for um, a honeymoon at a rustic cabin, you know. And yeah, I kind of want to get into it. So, what? I mean, yeah, spoiler filler. zone. Yeah, we're we're spoiling <laughs> this hell. This this is all it now. Uh, Phil, what it what what do you want to tackle first, man? This is your movie. I I would love
2: to know your guys' thoughts of again, just. I think it's, it's, it's all, it's kind of got the fantastic horror setup going that it's a cabin in the woods first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And what good old I, Appalachia. What I love about the movie and I really love it is like you get introduced to these characters through their like wedding videos of them talking about how they met. And of course that plays into things later. And you know, but like they at how they met and just the two actors, uh, Rose and Harry, they. They really seem so legitimate, like a married couple. It's kind of jarring to me. It's like, these are just actors, but they are, they're fun together. And even when they have the little arguments that happen before Rose, uh, before, um, before B changes, it's like, it feels so genuine. But you also know that's a cabin in the woods. This is a horror movie. This isn't going to end well. And it's <laughs> like, damn, I don't want this to happen to these people. I, I would love to know what you guys think about that because my initial thing is like I love these folks, and then you start seeing lights in the woods and and B disappears, and you're like, oh, crap! <laughs> it's just like no, yeah, no, they were they
1: were a good married couple. Things just got started for them. Oh, well,
0: I know <laughs> whole life ahead and of
1: them. Well, and like even like you, know, it's starting with the videos immediately. I'm like, okay, these videos are going to come into play somehow, because. It's obviously intentional. And their stories, just like the specifics of their first date and then like, you know, their little quote unquote camping trip where she was sick, the whole Indian food thing. I was like, all right, all of this, this is their genuine details. And I was like, this is being done for a specific reason. And I'm curious as to how they're going to come back into play because it will for some reason, like. And it did, but I love that little introduction and yeah, this is just just a good film. I really enjoyed it. And oh, they were just so cute. I didn't want anything bad to happen and I didn't know what was going to happen, but when B disappears and then she's he uh Paul finds her naked, wandering in the woods. I was like, mm Mm-hmm. I'm not There's sure more where this going is going. Yeah, I'm not sure where this is going. But when you don't know how to make coffee and French toast, I was like, "Fucking aliens! Damn it!"
0: <laughs> you went to aliens <laughs> yeah, right to away. Aliens. Yeah, because <laughs> I definitely didn't. I I was sitting here thinking like, "This isn't a real person," you know, or like, "I okay, yeah, let me step back there." I knew that this was like a real person, but I thought that this was like a an actress or somebody talking like talking through to her or through her and she's like rehearsing what she's trying to say and everything. And like, this was going to be some elaborate thing. I don't know. Like I, I took it to the reaches of maybe like the Truman show or something like that's where I thought this could have gone, you know? And what you're seeing is her, you know, flubbing up is, uh, is still kind of like trying to be uncovered. So that's kind of where my mind went. I did not go to aliens in any way until things started coming out of her vagina.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just I'm shocked. Rooted. Cause I
2: saw white lights in the woods
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I was like, Oh crap. I'm, what's really funny about honeymoon. It used to be on Netflix in the written description for it. It made it sound like it was a ghost movie. Interesting. So, it was a really, I mean, whoever was on the marketing or whatever who handled this at Netflix really dropped the ball because <laughs> they made it sound like there was a haunting going on in this cab. And I was like, Lord, no, it's aliens.
0: Right. <laughs> like, so it's just... for Amanda <laughs> and I to just, I mean, I feel like it's safe to say this was our first time seeing this, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Me too. I mean I I only saw it the one time and uh yeah that that's not saying that it wasn't good I just I just saw it once so uh I'm really I'm really curious cuz how many times have you probably seen this Phil have you seen this a couple times
2: I I've watched it a few times now I own it I I liked it so much that I bought it right also cuz I was like
0: this this thing's
2: freaking great and um I've watched it a few times now and it's fun watching it because like multiple watching like multiple viewings because you start to, it's not that maybe you're uncovering different details you've overlooked, but you just really get to appreciate how much attention was paid to
1: uh,
2: how they progress things as in like how, when they show, when they show B rehearsing what she's going to say to Paul to get out of being physically intimate with him and she's alone in a bathroom, like, talking to herself in the mirror. It is just one of the, it is so, there's something so unnerving about it because it's like, yikes. <laughs> like she has to really, she's playing a part. And mm-hmm. no, I can totally see where you said that you thought it was like an actress, like some kind of doppelganger thing or something, you know?
0: Cause we've seen but, something like that in the one I love. Uh, kind of like mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm talking about, Amanda?
1: Yeah. this totally made me think of that movie. 100 percent
0: have you seen the one i love phil i have not oh you would love it yeah it's it's got kind of the same vibe but it's not it's not a horror film it's more of like a uh thriller thriller, drama drama sci-fi yeah so definitely check that out but yeah it, it obviously goes a different way than this one um i I have to say, I was wondering about uh bee's actions because she's rehearsing that she doesn't want to be intimate with him, and it's it's weird seeing that because obviously when you're on your honeymoon, intimacy is a huge part of that you know because you're it's just the two of you together, no distractions, just just this undying love honeymoon phase, and so. Was she trying to protect... I mean, I guess... Yeah, she is. She's trying to protect Paul from mm-hmm. whatever is inside her. But, like, when she gets attacked, or whatever happens in the woods, they put... what the Aliens or whatever, they put it up in her, and then, I guess, talked to her and told her not to tell Paul. Like, could you kind of go into that a little bit, Phil? I... Well,
2: again, the movie just gives you enough... It's not, I mean, they spell out just enough to where you can kind of, you can infer a few different things, but what I always felt watching it as many times as I have is even, um, cause you have B who's going through this and then they encounter the other couple, uh, Will and Annie. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Annie says to Paul is they need to leave cause, uh, Annie. Is she? She's taken over, or however. She's already
1: it? taken over yeah. at that she's, point, right?
2: She's already been. She gets. She. It happens to her before it happens to B. And like Will's upset about something when they first encounter him. Something is off with of his wife, and he probably knows. And she tells Paul and B that they need to leave. And even later, when Paul encounters Annie by herself, she, she says, "You need to leave. Will hurt you." Like it's, you know, it's almost as if B and Annie, they're trying to fight whatever is inside of them and they're trying to protect the people that they love, like the men in their lives, because keeping them at an arm's length, maybe it's a way of keeping them safe. Like whatever's inside of them that's taking over their consciousness, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: they're fighting against it, it seems. Yeah, that's where I kind of kept going back and forth, uh, especially that earlier encounter with Annie. Like I watched it a second time and yeah, you see like Will's like frustrated and it's probably because he's trying to figure out what's going on with his wife and you're like, okay, I understand that character's actions now. And then with like B, like I need to protect you like I want to keep you safe I'm like so is that a part of their consciousness coming out like they know that they can't make it like something's happening and that's just a sliver and I mean like a sliver of the real person trying to come through
2: yeah Okay, It's what it feels like. It's not, again, they give you just enough to kind of mm-hmm. infer what you want to, but I, I guess the big spoiler is and, um, at the end of it, B ties an anchor around Paul's legs and throws him into the, the river or the lake to drown him. And the whole time she's, she's telling him, I need to keep you away from them. I need to protect you from them. And it seems almost as if death is a better fate than whatever the hell they have in store for Paul, because she yeah, says cause... it numerous times. I need to protect you from him. I need to hide you from them, and she hides him underneath the water, in the in the the lake or the the river or whatever it is. And it's like, mm-hmm. damn, that's <laughs> that's pretty dark. It is a dark, dark ending on this one.
1: <laughs> she oh one hundred percent throws her
2: husband into the into the lake and. I mean, it's a gut punch at the end, but it almost it, what I always was inferring from the times I've watched it is it's Hearst telling him, I need to protect you from this. And the only way I can think to is by killing you. Right. So whatever the hell they're doing to him, it's worse than death. So I yeah. think that was
0: pretty innovative, though. Like, oh, we haven't seen a kill like that or not. E- I wouldn't even consider it like a kill. It was well, it was it was a, it was like a mercy kill you know she's like you said trying to protect him but the only way to do that is to kill him and we see the anchor come into play before when they're out on the boat and mm-hmm. you know in the beginning and <laughs> it's just like that callback and i was like damn this this movie is like really smart it's very smart yeah and that's Ooh, not saying simple. that i i came in here thinking it wasn't but like it it was it was refreshing to see a film take its time and see it like just treat us, treat us as such. Like they, they wanted us to think and I, and I appreciate the film for doing that.
1: Yeah. And you guys talking about uh, that, that part with Paul, I almost was, uh, this is where I'm like, I can't decide if there is a, sliver of beast still in there or not because she's so erratic and I don't know. It's like she, I'm kind of like in Paul's brain in this part where, (laughs) where like, she's just thinking the water will protect you. And then like whatever's possessing her doesn't know enough to know that that's not going to work. He's not gonna survive, but and that it is like murder. So I'm like, I don't know. Like my brain just like was just stirring like crazy, where it's just like, mm-hmm. there's no bee left in there. Bee's and, all gone.
2: And that's actually a really solid point, and I think I mean that's actually something that kind of defies even what I've thought about it because they show Annie. Going out into the, into the, the lake as well. The last time she tells Paul that he needs to get out of there because he's not safe and Paul finds Will's hat mm-hmm. that has a blood stain on it floating in the water. And that blood stain is exactly in the same spot where Paul gets struck by B to mm-hmm. knock him out. So she can drag him out into the, take him, put him on the boat and take him out to the middle of the lake. It's the exact same, the part of the forehead, right on the same side of the face. That so it's like maybe it is a shared consciousness thing, and maybe there isn't anything left of these
0: people. That's actually a really good idea. Shoot, dang. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. totally get what you mean. Now. Like this, <laughs> this film could is basically like a choose-your-own, you know, <laughs> explanation.
2: And I I think that's one of the highlights of it because they're, it's a, it's a very slow burn of a movie, but you get kind of, you just get to spend some time with two newlyweds and you start to care for them and then things go horribly wrong. And yeah, you you only have so much because it's not like at the end, it's like, it turns out it was aliens all along and they're taking over the planet. It's just so isolated to this small group of people experiencing this that, you know,
0: no sequel, no prequel, like there's no comic explaining this, you know, there's nothing yeah. out there like that. And like I said, it's refreshing. And I will say, Phil, like I, I think the uh, relationship that we see built kind of at the beginning all the way to when stuff starts happening, it doesn't, it's not, it's not too much and it's not too little. Like I think it was the right amount to show this cute honeymooners and... You're seeing the relationship. I mean, they are they're very cute with the way they act, and it's just nice because then you see how forced it is for B to kind of keep up that end even after she's going through all this stuff, you know. So I think that that was kind of cool, where she's trying to keep her cool, but at the same time, you know, I, what is going through her mind? You know she she seems like she's aware, but she's also forgetting, and then she'll snap out of it and say, "I love you." Uh, whatever your name is, you know? And it's it just, I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of her still trying to cling on for him. Mm-hmm. And that's how I mm-hmm. kind of took it. And
2: I, I I even think, like, they're showing that relationship, connection between them, and it isn't perfect. Like, right. they're very lovey-dovey, but they even have some kind of little arguments, and it seems such, like, a realistic thing. And, and by the end of, like, before things really goes sideways and Paul yanks an alien worm out of out of poor B just just disgusting I I love it it's so it's so gross but (laughs) she um but it shows it's like you even think man they must be pretty young and like you don't really know maybe were they ready to get married were they ready for this side of things and like because Paul at times is kind of inappropriate, a little bit like mm-hmm. he's a little vulgar out of nowhere, and what he says it means it's a joke. Yeah, he, he mentions womb, but it's kind of like their little fight they have before anybody is taken over by alien parasites, right? And and but like they still try to work through the problem, and it's almost like you're seeing this couple understanding it's like they are married now. They're hopefully going to spend a long time together. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this might be a new scenario for them because they never tell you if like they lived together before they got married or what. And it's just such a, it's, I don't know. That's why I like the movie so much is because it really kind of drops you into a point in their relationship where it's a big change. And it's like, I, I even read that, um, uh, Lay Janiac, she was very much making the movie to be like, how far could you push a couple to really try tr- to test their relationship? And it's like you, you pick a pivotal moment in their relationship where now they're a man and wife, like that kind of thing. Let's throw some aliens in there, and just really, yep. <laughs> like, let's really push the envelope for these two poor bastards. <laughs> and. I, I absolutely adore the movie. I think it's it's kind of a gem that not many people have seen and it's just it's a it's really well made, it's wonderfully shot, it's horribly creepy, the lights of the whatever is out in the woods, whatever's in the sky is so beautifully realized shining through the windows of the cabin at night. It's I don't I just I adore the thing. I think it's such a cool like little um like Little capsule of a movie that just encapsules a solid story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, you know, you're right. There is no more to it. There's no prequels, no extra materials. This is what you get.
1: 100%. Right. That's, it's, it's clean, but it's very detailed. Um, and you can feel the intention of the storytelling in it. And, uh, Quentin, I, I like your perspective on, on B, but, as soon as she started, like, doing strange things, I was like, she's gone. Like, uh, I wanted a yeah. sliver of her left, but I was like, this isn't her anymore. This isn't the same person. But, ah, uh, it did get all, like, super dark, but, you know, she's found out in the woods, and obviously something traumatic happened. And so, in my head, it made me think about somebody that's been um, assaulted and how that can change a person to where they could could forget things or, you know, and they are changed as a person and they don't want to be intimate with a partner if they've gone through something like that. So I felt like there was a little bit of maybe that was just like between the lines or just something that I pulled from it. But
0: no, I, I think did, you're it, right.
1: It did make me think of that.
0: Um, and can I take it just a little step further? I'm not saying we need to, mm-hmm. you know, get too much into physical abuse in terms of, of, uh, relationships and the lack thereof. But when that happens, like, uh, I mean, commonly known as, is a woman getting assaulted. I mean, and think about like a married woman or even a, uh, like a woman who's in a relationship with, with anybody, with someone. It, it tears that relationship down. Because you're looking at it from that aspect of intimacy, because that's what that brings those people together. the The relationship is obviously living together, doing things together. The intimate uh, aspect of being together and having that ripped from from you or from your partner does tear a significant hole in the relationship, and it just it can just crumble. And it's horrible to, to think like that. But in that sense, it's, it's what happens here. Obviously, this takes a little more turn towards sci-fi, but the real aspects are still there. I think that what you're saying, Amanda, is totally true and, and valid in being discussed because look where this leads Paul. Paul is angry at some guy he literally saw for like, what, a minute? Mm-hmm. Because he assumed it was him. And I did too. I mean, that's where my mind went. I was I was thinking the exact same things that Paul was, and I know that's what the movie intended. So I don't know. They just they they did so much and set up so much without saying anything at all. Um, this actor of uh, Harry Treadaway was brilliant. I have not seen him in a lot of anything, and so watching this, he did a phenomenal job of capturing just like a very lost. But wanting to be there, you know, wanting to help in any way, he says, talk to me, let me in. You know, I, I just I felt every single pain that he had. And it was it was brilliantly done.
2: Oh, and I, again, I, I have to agree that. Like some like portraying B as the survivor of a sexual assault. Totally. That ha- it has to be intentional. It has to be. Because again, mm-hmm. Paul's me like, it was that Will guy, wasn't it? I'm gonna go kick his ass. And then he, he goes over there and Will's already dead. Right. <laughs> so it's like, and he's like, oh shit. It's more than just, because he looks at the security cameras and he sees the lights and it's just, I, I mean, I think they get so much mileage out of so little in this movie. And it's just, I think it's one of the reasons that just blows me away. Cause again, it's four actors and Will and Annie are only in it for about five to 10 minutes, you know? And, and it's just, but definitely it has to be that be like kind of being a survivor of an assault definitely is part of the story. There's no, you know, mm-hmm. I never felt there's a question in it because they want to mislead you and think, Oh, Will will it, And that's where Paul's going to think too, you know? But it's it's just such a multi-layered film for being like 87 minutes long with four actors in it.
1: You know? Yeah, <laughs> and a first-time director. Yes,
2: like, yes. What? I, it's, I mean, it's really, really well done. And and a, and a female director tackling mm-hmm. a it's just a bitchin' horror movie, like a bitchin' sci-fi horror
1: movie. 100% agree. any any
2: listeners watch the fear street movies they are great and she wrote them she wrote those movies with the co-writer of this so like you know he helped the stories and things so you know
1: ah, wonder what they're gonna do next
2: oh i i'm eagerly and i'm just
1: awaiting whatever they announce
2: because you know me
1: too (laughs) after (laughs) after watching this for sure because i love all those other uh movies but after seeing this and you saying it's the same person. Um, yeah. I mean, Yay. I'm going to follow this person. Let me get on my Twitter now. <laughs> she
2: is. She is fantastic. I absolutely adore her work. And I'm just eagerly awaiting whatever comes next. I'll watch it. I don't care, you know.
1: <laughs> so my question for you. Um, so the first time that you watched this, uh, where did your, where did the movie take you initially? I'm... Like, did you think it was aliens right away, or my big thing with this one? The first time I watched
2: it, I I can't say I knew how it ended. It was not, all I knew is like it's a slow burn, and there is some really grotesque stuff at the end. That's that's all I really knew. Like, and you know the the grotesque thing being the alien symbiote embryo thing being removed from from B. But when I was watching it. I, I just kind of got encapsulated by the story. It just drew me in and I just immediately fell in love with these two characters. And then I saw the light shine through the window like through the windows at night. And then there was like electrical problems and those kind of things. I was like, no. No flipping way. It's aliens. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's like, no. Because I immediately was like, it's got to be aliens. And then when she was reciting who she was to herself and making notes, I was like, this is Invasion of the Body Snatchers,
1: mm-hmm. but uh, Pod- I it's
2: just like oh man, because they hooked me with these characters that I loved, and I and I wanted them to survive and I wanted them to succeed, and I think and I I even mentioned like The Fly earlier being a horror film like a sci-fi horror movie that has an ending that is sad, that really hurts to watch because it's like you cared for the characters and you see the outcome of what happened to them at the end of this when b is decaying and falling apart and just just disgusting looking and she's sitting alone in the cabin watching their wedding videos it is just it is such a gut punch mm-hmm. i mean i mean it's it's like i i guess with a horror movie i kind of love the hopeless ending i really mm-hmm. found like when a horror movie is like there is no hope <laughs> At the end of it, I kind of enjoy that. I guess I'm kind of a downer in regards to those kind of things. But <laughs> but, but it's like, it makes you reevaluate your own life. Like be Like, oh, well, you know, things might not be great, but my wife didn't drown me in a lake and then decay and walk into the woods and get taken by aliens. So, you know, maybe things aren't so bad. I mean, but... <laughs> it's like you get to come back to the real world after experiencing this. And it's like those poor people. Well, but it wasn't me. So, you know, and no Ah. toys came to life and murdered anybody. So that's even better. (laughs) That's even better.
0: (laughs)
1: better. (laughs) Um, Oh,
0: no, you had, you, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I was just going to ask you, I mean, with, you know, your, your viewing, um, the scene with Will and Annie, when B and Paul go to the restaurant, I love it, restaurant arrow. Yes. Ah, The jokes (laughs) in this are so funny. I love the little, the humor. Like, that's my kind of humor. I'm like, oh, restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Creative name. But what was your reaction to them running into the other couple?
0: Yeah, I... (sighs) So I knew that uh B had a drop line where she said, you know, this is my parents cabin and or family cabin. Um and so I was thinking, you know, there aren't a lot of people around, so when he sees her and he calls her Trixie, I'm like, "Okay, uh they were in a cult together." Like my mind is just going to every <laughs> trope that you could think of, Phil. So I was <laughs> like <laughs> they yeah, they it, it, they had like a connection with each other, and um, then you see Annie, and she looked like you know, kind of like a uh, a drug addict, you know, lack of a better word, but she just looked very squirrely. And so my thought was, okay, maybe he's abusive to her, or either I don't know. Like there's so much because when he, when. Um Will is introduced. I mean he's very very, you know, aggressive and I didn't know how much we would be seeing of these characters, but you could really get a bad vibe from Will. So I thought that maybe he did attack uh B in the woods or something along those lines. I thought he would be our antagonist and that Annie was kind of a uh a victim of him, but really they're both a victim. And really Annie or Will is a victim of Annie. So yeah, they turned it on its head and I really appreciate that.
2: It's, it's such a, I mean, it's almost as if, cause like the, the characters like B and Paul, when they meet Will and Annie, it's almost as if they're seeing themselves in like two or three days. Right. Like, it's such a like mm-hmm. a juxtaposition to where it's like we're the newlyweds and these are the long married couple. We're all happy and youthful, and they're mm-hmm. falling apart. The and it's just because it's Paul such, gets like, aggressive. It's just amazing foreshadowing in this movie. That I, I mean, they do so much with so little, and I think that's just one of the reasons I love it. It was, I mean. It wasn't a super expensive movie. So I mean, it was all actually shot in a real cabin. It was a real location. It wasn't a sound stage. And just the work really shows through that they got so much mileage out of like giving you just enough.
0: Yeah. You're you're and, definitely right. Um, and I
2: appreciate that. It's it like anybody can make a really impressive horror movie with a massive budget, but you know, to
1: smash it out of the park with next to nothing is pretty good and giving it that intimate. Yeah. My first, uh, first reaction to Will and Annie, like, of course, she's was just like, Oh, here's Will. Because like, he's like, Trixie, And I was like, Oh, here's the awkward kid from the summer at the lake that always had a crush on her and never got over it. And she probably was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the kid that's, you know, over there during the summer. Like, you know, not, you know, like they hung out, but like she didn't think of him after the summer, but right. he was the guy that always thought of her. And I was like, Oh, is he like the weird, creepy guy? What's going on? Then I saw the wife and. Yeah, Annie, I was kind of like I couldn't quite figure it out because even though he broke the lamp and he was like cussing and he kind of like grabbed Annie by the arm and was like aggressive, it didn't feel like he was an aggressive person, if that makes sense. Like in my head, I was like something way different is happening here and I'm not quite sure what it is, but. I wasn't sure if Will was going to come back or not, or even Annie at that point, but I was like, they're layering something in here that is, I'll look back on and be like, aha, I see what you guys did.
2: It's, it's such a, I mean, I don't even really think Will's in the movie after that scene.
0: Mm-mm. Aside
2: from the security footage, I don't think they show him again. So yeah, kind of is one shot, isn't it? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's well, actually, cheaper. at first I thought it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. At first I thought it was like awkward acting, but I was like, "Oh no, that was totally intentional." The way that they were, the way that he was acting and Annie was acting, and that was kind of like one of my first notes. I was like, "Oh, this couple is like eh, acting's pretty bad," but then after completing the movie, I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! He was doing that on purpose. He was coming." off is like awkward and weird and stressed out because his wife has been taken over by aliens and he has no idea what the hell's happening and he doesn't know how to react.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I also thought it was cool how the design of the silhouetted figures there. I mean, they are, they're just these dark shadowy figures. There's nothing more and there's nothing less. And I think that again is cheap. And, but in a good way, because the film uh, rewarded itself, or I should say, it it got that that pass. You know, it it had such a great story to tell that I was totally fine with that, and I didn't need any more. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think the only weird trait they show of the of the figures, like the silhouetted guys at the end, is they have longer fingers. They have unnatural fingers, like they're not like human hands. Is the only and it's barely even noticeable, but there's like a very quick cut of a close up of them, like kind of shaking just a little, like twitching just a little, and it was like the only thing is like oh, and I guess that kind of plays into what the alien symbiote thing kind of looks like too. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of wormy and gross and you
0: know, yeah, it rides around. I was when it started moving, I was like, oh god. <laughs> you know like i just wasn't expecting that at all it's so
2: such a gross gross scene
1: <laughs> it's so gross no it's <laughs> disturbing definitely
2: yeah it, it's just so unnatural and repulsive but you know i i think it's kind of the movie's payoff and it really it's like the big reveal like if you had any questions like oh no this is these are aliens it's, it's mm-hmm. a different planet you know, like, <laughs> this isn't human, just, just accept.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I guess my other question is like, now here you guys kind of talk about, like, in my head, I was like, full body takeover aliens. And, um, you know, these now new alien people are, when they're writing in the notebooks, like, my name is B, my husband is Paul. Now now my brain is like stirring again and part of me is like, Oh, was that because they're rehearsing this and doing this and like as the aliens to keep the information that they've gleaned from their hosts? Or is it because there is a sliver of that real person in there and they know that they're fading and they're trying to remember their true human selves? And so then they're writing all this information down.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because later, like kind of the last shots we see is B deteriorating with her skin and her eyes are discoloring. So what I took from that is it was all happening inside first. So the brain was deteriorating. Like there were parts of her that was forgetting. As you saw, as she like throughout the film, she just kept forgetting stuff. And so you're seeing it's like dementia almost like you see the first signs and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's, but like, obviously instead of years, uh, we're seeing it in like hours and days. So I think that was cool to see kind of like the inner works of what this was doing to her before we started seeing kind of on the outside. And we do get those, thigh marks that she has but other than mm-hmm. that i mean she looked pretty normal i mean later on and on she starts looking more sick but uh they did such a good job with like the makeup department and all that
2: mm-hmm. yeah it, the, the the last shot of of b even the one when she's out on the lake it's just like because when she knocks paul out she's not looking super gross Aside from just having blood on herself and those kind of things. But when she takes him out to the lake, she is falling apart. Like, she her looks body bad. Is deteriorating really bad. And when they show her at the end, looking watching the wedding videos, her eyes are just... These just big, like, whitening things. And it's just really... Ugh, so icky. But yeah, she's... It's really... The makeup is just phenomenal at the end. It like...
1: Her skin and everything. Oh,
2: yeah. It's all big swatches of it falling apart and like just splitting on her and... Ugh. And then Annie shows up and she's equally gross and they go off together.
1: Uh,
0: Two friends. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Two friends and the witch just hanging out, having yep. a girl's time. <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know, going going to meet their new their new alien friends.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I and I'm not gonna say I need a sequel or anything, but with something like this, I would love to see this and an established married couple. Or what if it's going through a couple that's already having marital problems, you know, or like two friends. I would love to see something like this in the same universe, but like in a different, you know, aspect or different Scenario. I think that would be just as just as if not more uh mesmerizing.
1: Yeah, because uh I mean I'm sure you guys did the same thing too, but you have to put yourself in Paul's shoes for sure. Because if your partner, your person is where you're just like you're you notice these big changes and you're like, what's my name? And then they can't say it, but then they come back with things like, oh, no, no, no I remember, I remember now, I remember remember the things, which yeah, in a, watching a movie, I can think aliens, but in real life, if that were to happen, I would not know what to do at all, right. because aliens would be in the very back of my mind, because I would be thinking mental distress, some, like 10 million other things before that I would not be on on board with aliens at that point in real life.
0: Yeah, I would not think that fourth kind bullshit was going on, you know.
2: And that's why I think the movie isn't full of jump scares and those kind of things. It's scary when you really sit down and think about how you'd respond to it, how like that's that's what's so terrifying about this as a horror film is you put yourself in the character's shoes and it's like, yeesh. You know, that, uh how would you handle this? Right. I mean, ugh.
1: Yeah, because then there's, like, the layers where they're at the end, uh, towards the end, where it just goes back and forth, and you're just like, I, and you can see him, like, ugh, oh, such great acting in this. Where you can see where he's going back and forth in his mind, where he's like, is it you, or is it not you? It's not you. It is you. It's not you. It's, it's rough. So stressful. <laughs> it's it's stressful. too stressful. <sighs> it's
2: It's got so much like this underlying tension of like a couple having their first major fight after they've been married and it just I mean we, I mean most people have experienced some kind of tension in their relationships and like this one just watching it unfold is like oh man Right. It is Cause then it's like they're trying to get to the bottom of what's causing it, and the, what they're finding is horrible, <laughs> like just horrifying stuff. So, yeah, it, I don't know it. It's not the happiest. It's not a happy movie at all. But I, I just adore it. I think it's so well done and well made and well performed. And I'm, I'm really happy you guys seem to respond to it. It's something Yay. that I recommend it to anybody who, you know, who listen. It's, it's a cool movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I think. Now would be a good time to rank this thing or uh, to rate mm-hmm. it sorry uh because I'm really curious what you guys would rate this so um Phil, since you are a guest of honor, how would you rate honeymoon oh what's the rating system? what do I have to do Come it on right <laughs> That is a good thing to to uh get to tell you um. So our rating system will be one to three, one being the worst, three being the best. And you can add 0.5, 0.75 increments in there as well.
2: Oh, for me, this is definitely, this is a, this is a top tier one for me. It's one of my favorites. I'd say it's going to be a three on the, on the nose.
0: Okay. Perfect. I love it. Amanda.
1: Um, yeah, this is a great one. That's, I'm glad you brought it to us, Phil. Um I I can't think of any negative things about it at all. I love the ambiguity. Um the acting was phenomenal. Even the music was great too. Um Heather McIntosh. Um all of it was so good and it just kept my brain working and I love films that do that, so it gets it gets three girls up for me. Well, it looks like
0: I'm bringing it just right around because I'm also giving it three reels. Because, yeah, you hit it on the head, Amanda. I can't really find anything wrong with this. There was nothing glaring about this movie that kept me from enjoying it. Um, I watched this at like midnight, and Ooh, I was nice. thinking, I was thinking, you know what? I'll I'll turn it on and I'll watch a few and I'll finish it tomorrow. Phil, this thing had me like staying up till two because I was enjoying it so much or like one thirty or whatever. I, I was really surprised how much it was going to reel me in and it did such a phenomenal job. So you, you won today, sir. You picked a good one wow. for us to review and yeah, I mean, I'm going to repeat what Phil said. Please check this out. Do not let this pass. I'll make sure to be telling you guys well in advance to check this one out before, uh, you listen to the review, but yeah, if you haven't and you stayed this long, first off, what, what are you doing? You know, but <laughs> check this out. And uh, yeah, but Phil, thank you for wanting to come on. Oh, thank you guys for having me.
2: I love, I love talking horror movies. I, I, I think I've kind of, you know, in, in this, the circle of folks, I've, I've shown that I'm a bit of a Japanese science fiction nerd and, you know, but, there's more to me than just that. I mean, horror movies are, are fun. And like, you know, they're just fun things to experience because being scared is fun. You know, being creeped out is fun, it, mm-hmm. it, especially yeah. with
0: October. You know, it, it's a great time to be scared. Exactly. I definitely agree. And I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite things about Halloween and fall is, is revisiting and watching these horror films that, you know, you just don't feel right watching Halloween in uh, January. You know, you gotta watch it around around uh, the pumpkin season. So, I'm there with you. I feel you. So, but yeah, I Phil, we had a blast with you with you. I'm so glad you got to be on. You're definitely gonna have to come back on again.
2: I would love to. I I um I can definitely say I could probably pull out some really weird obscure ones uh mainstream stuff is never a problem either, you know. I'll watch it all. I I'm sure I'll have opinions about about almost anything, good or bad, so you know. But this one I'm just happy you guys enjoyed cuz I I throw it out there when everyone someone's like, "What's a what's a fun horror movie I can watch?" and it's like, "Oh, Honeymoon all day long."
0: Yeah, it's good to have that in reserve. I need to I need to start doing that, you know. I do have one. I mean, it's the VHS series. That's that's the one that I always want people to watch.
2: VHS, the the first VHS is such a fantastic idea. (laughs) And no, I mean, so much of it is so like, and I've watched all of them. And although I can't say any of them is maybe perfect. So many of them have such amazing stories in them. Right. Like the, the abduction sleepover one. It, it reminds me so much of honeymoon, (laughs) but like, it's like (laughs) the, the in your face action horror movie version of honeymoon. Right. Like it really it's like a good companion piece with this movie. Like this is the thoughtful, slow, you know, bird movie. And that one's the here's the aliens run for your lives.
1: Right. (laughs) That one. VHS
0: is great. That one does a good job of like making the found footage make sense. So I, I, I enjoy that aspect. So and I'm excited for VHS. Uh, is it
2: 1994?
0: Is that it? I think is that so. The it's, new one? yeah. It's whatever. Whatever it's called. We're just, I'm just calling it VHS four. I'm excited. Shutter exclusive. Let's get it going. I'm excited. Yeah,
2: so. I'm. I'm. I'm there day one on that. That's going to be a blast.
0: Right. Well, uh, guys, please make sure to check that out. Um, and if you're following along with the podcast, make sure to also check out our other series of. Uh, our retro reels for Spider-Man. Um, we're getting those under the underway, and we're really excited for you guys to check that out as well. But we are going to call it quits on this episode, and uh, we want to thank Phil one more time. Thank you so much. That was my pleasure. Anytime. And uh, other than that, Amanda, is there anything you want to say before we leave?
1: Yeah. We had Phil on the Leftover Monsters podcast for Gunhead. So if you would oh. check that out and hear him again,
0: yeah, get there. more Phil. So, get I'll, I'll, fill. So get your fill of <laughs> fill. So all right, well, uh, thank you guys, and as always, keep it real.